0: Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live-play podcast. I am Savanya Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. The coterie learned that villain Von Kindred is now writing for a newspaper and criticizing the sheriff, though being careful enough in maintaining the masquerade that they cannot take legal action. At the same time, their investigation pointed them to at least one mortal selling his blood willingly, potentially part of a black market in town. But why is Rosemary Bellevue also a mortal buying the blood? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here.
1: You are all in the apartment of William Walker. Val, you threw a statue through a television and a computer. Uh, He is singing-ish like a canary, but slightly off tune. (laughs) He lied. He then immediately admitted to selling blood. Uh, and he has denied having any money in the apartment while asking a qualifying question that makes it very clear there is money somewhere in this apartment. Everett, you were taking the lead, but everyone is in the room for this interrogation.
2: Yeah. Where was I? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. He basically said he had money with, by trying to say he didn't, Um, so Everett looks to uh, Val and says... uh, Officer Miller, would you mind passing me another one of those just extremely delicate and expensive-looking do diets?
3: <laughs> As this is happening, Evangeline just kind of sidles up to Everett. Says, "Can I? Can I just have a, a word, Sheriff? Quick word."
2: Yeah, hold that thought, Officer Miller.
3: Um, I'm just I'm just thinking if we if we want people to like trust us and cooperate us, um, this might might not be the best approach um I, I know that he's broken laws but we're we're really here about the the blood and that's pretty serious situation i mean if word gets out that we're you know using <laughs> police brutality tactics on people we come who are you know like come to who are victims of a crime it might not get the best cooperation that we're hoping for
2: that's a good point uh, i kind of came into this thinking that as well but um See, it seems like a lot of people in New Haven have broken either Camarilla laws or the laws of mortals. And so everyone seems to think that if they talk about their lives in any meaningful way, that the sheriff will kill them. And so I'm only leveraging that right now to get us information. Uh, We can take steps to change the public perception. Uh... But, uh, <clears throat> well, we're getting results right now. How else would we talk to this man and get answers from him?
3: Uh, I I mean, what, what more information do we need from
2: him right now? Oh, well, I still have a number of questions about his dealings with Miss Bellevue. And even though he's... Fully admitted to selling his blood, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not being the victim of some kind of prowler who's coming in and draining him, skimming off of him in the night. He's admitted to one kind of activity, doesn't mean he's excluded from another kind that he's unaware of.
3: So you think that by threatening him, he'll admit to something he's not aware
2: of? Nope. I think that by threatening him, he will be more forthcoming with information because... The absence of that threat had him asking us to leave.
3: Okay, she kind of puts her hands up, be like.
2: You understand or are you just kind of giving up?
3: I'm kind of giving up.
2: How can I help you understand? What don't you understand?
3: I, I just don't know that we have to be this forceful. It just kind of feels wrong.
2: This is not. Tremendously forceful, Officer Clark. Uh, but you're right. Maybe we don't have to do this. All right. All right.
4: While while the conversation was going on, Val started semi tossing the place, just opening drawers <laughs> and looking for the money, just or anything else that might be of interest that is inside of places.
5: And Doris is just sitting there next to this man, staring at him, unblinking, <laughs> <laughs> not talking.
1: Val. uh, There are two ways you can toss this place. You can either do a traditional search, which is you just opening things, dropping things on the floor. What we would see that way. That would be intelligence. Then I would argue streetwise. The other option is for you using your terminator bones and your super strength to just literally tear this place apart and open up the walls and other places where secrets may be hidden. That I will allow strength and streetwise. What do you want to do?
4: God. All right, well we don't want to be too loud while they're having this conversation. So we'll go with intelligence and streetwise. Okay. And if the sheriff takes the leash off, we can do more. There's, there's more possibilities. Here. <laughs> Just one success on that.
1: The one success, uh, it contributes to the general intimidation. You're kind of dumping out, you know, the different drawers in the kitchen mm-hmm. uh, and all that kind of stuff. But you, you don't find anything of use. It's more performative than anything else.
4: Which is fine in the It meantime. turns out
1: most of his drawers don't actually have much in them. He's mainly put decorative things out. Yes. When you open his fridge, it's just full of insure and Mountain Dew. Uh, and, in sure and Mountain
5: Dew. <laughs> How old is this man?
1: This man's about 32. Oh,
5: okay. Nice. Wow. It's just like, not
1: wild combination.
5: Yeah, it's like 85
3: yeah. and 13. Like, <laughs> 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 That's the
4: average. That's perfect.
1: Yep. Uh, he is unhappy, but just sitting there staring at the floor. He's He looked up one time and caught Doris's eye, and he's not repeating that mistake again. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Everett and Evangeline, you return from your conversation. Uh, Thank you, Officer Miller. That'll be all for now.
4: Val come stand behind the couch with her arms crossed.
2: Ah. Uh, Mr. Walker, uh, I'm going to try to appeal to your sense of uh, kindred justice. You claim to be one of us, or at least you wish to be. Well, there are special laws that the kindred need to abide by. The money you may or may not have on the premises is evidence of an illegal transaction. We would like to use it as evidence. You may even get it back. We can give you a receipt for what we claim. And in cooperating with the sheriff's investigation, now I've I've given you immunity up to this point for crimes that you've committed in the past. That does not grant you immunity for crimes you may commit in the future but your cooperation could earn you some good grace from me and my department
1: here. Okay, can you roll me a charisma and persuasion? Charisma persuasion. This is why we don't use nice people tactics. Um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's just charisma. There is no persuasion. Um, The stat does exist. I just don't have any points in it.
3: Oh my god!
1: <clears throat> Two successes. Two successes. He's like, okay, okay. I'm, I'm one of you, and I'm, I'm gonna help. Uh, and he, he goes into his bedroom, uh, and opens up his coffin of his race car. And then he, he reaches down inside the bed and hits a, a button or a lever. None of you are sure that's inside of it. And the front left-hand wheel of his race car coffin falls off. And inside it, he pulls out a duffel bag. Uh, it's a small duffel, to be clear. Not like a full hockey bag full of millions of dollars, but just kind of an over-the-shoulder, like, small gym bag duffel uh, with some cash in it. He comes over and just hands it over. And he's like,
6: anything that helps me be a vampire like the rest of you? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Also, I'll take that receipt. (laughs) Officer Clark, would you mind writing up a receipt uh, once we determine the contents of this bag? It's $12,217. Well, we'll need to confirm that, but is 12,217 the going rate for your blood or is this cumulative? That's just what I had left over. I was
6: hoping to hide it so I could replace the TV and the computer. Is this left
2: over from one purchase? I don't really track that. Uh, you don't know how much you get paid for your blood? I don't really ask a lot of questions. Sometimes when a thing's good, you just let it ride. Well, sometimes asking questions can give you an early heads up that a good thing is not so great. Yeah, but sometimes if you ask questions, people kill you. <laughs> has that been your experience in any way mr walker uh it's a spooky world and i'm a spooky guy yeah (laughs) are you saying that you're witness or have some sort of information on murders that have taken place mr walker
1: oh god no no i don't know anything about murders there's just a lot of (laughs) vampires and i don't know what i'm doing i want to be one of you so bad because then i won't have to be afraid all the time why are you afraid I, because I'm going to die, everybody does, except you.
2: You're afraid of mortality, in yeah. general. All right. That's why I'm a vampire, like you. Puts his fangs back in.
1: Yeah.
5: This is very sad for you, Mr. Walker.
2: Don't, I'm so cool. Uh, Mr. Walker, do you sleep with uh, your window shut there in your bedroom? Yeah. Do you <laughs> keep all your windows and doors locked at all times? Yeah, otherwise people steal my shit. Oh, yeah, you know what? Honestly, fair enough.
3: Do you have any security cameras? I'm sorry.
2: No, that's a great question. Me personally? Or the building?
6: I I don't know. Maybe. Again, in this town, there's not a lot of crime. What with having to pass all the vampire
2: tests to get in and then vampires being around. Last uh, question, from me anyway. Uh, would you mind writing down or providing any and all of the contact information that Rosemary Bellevue provided you with? Oh yeah,
1: he'll write that down in a heartbeat. You, yeah, You get it all on a piece of paper. Okay,
2: and is it just her professional contact info or is there any personal like cell phone or anything like that? Lines he doesn't from?
1: have anything. I mean, he doesn't know if it's a cell phone or not. He's just got a number that he's been given. So he, he hands that yeah. over uh, along with uh, kind of There's an email, there's a phone, uh, and then he writes the address of it. And it's on a a piece of paper that just says, from the desk of vampire William Walker. And it's got like fake blood drops in a corner and like a a print of a bat in the upper left hand side of the page. All right.
2: Uh, Thank you, Mr. Walker. We'll be taking this evidence. We'll count it at the station and we will mail you a receipt. That's great. Can I tell everyone you're going to make me a vampire eventually on the podcast? I don't recall making that commitment. You can tell everyone that breaking the law has dire consequences. Okay. That's good content. Thank you, fellow vampires. And I think Everett's pretty well done there with a, a strong kind of next place to go to. Um but I don't know if anybody else has anything else they want to take care of here.
4: On the way out, Val will just turn to him. Mr. Walker. Kindred can meet the two, the true death as well, so stay fucking scared. He walks
2: out. <laughs> stay scared.
5: <laughs> XOXO, the sheriff's department. Peace
1: so Val's gone. The other three of you, you are standing there after Val's made this threat. What are you doing? <laughs>
5: um, thank you very much for your time in assisting the New Haven Sheriff's Department. And then yeah. she'll sweep out of the room.
3: Evangeline will say, if, look, if, if you remember anything else that's going on that we should know about, call me. And she passes him her card. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm not going to kill you, so you, you can call me. Oh. <laughs> and she leaves.
2: She's right, you know. You should give her a call if you're ever in any kind of trouble. Trouble that maybe you don't want me to find out about. Okay, Sheriff. All right, well. Take care. Lock your windows and doors.
6: From one vampire to another. Good hunting. (laughs) Yeah, all right. I I feel like
5: this is some weird supernatural episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He just leaves.
5: Supernatural slash South Park. Like,
1: it's...
3: (laughs) Oh, my God.
5: It's Claire, otherwise known as Doris Francis Barbara, here to talk to you about signing up for the Dum-Dums and Dice Patreon. Not only will you be supporting the company and our ability to keep making amazing shows for you, but you'll get chances to interact and engage with the dum-dums community and even insert yourself into the shows themselves. For only a dollar a month, you get access to our Discord. For five a month, you get ad-free feeds for Dum Dums and Dragons and the Valentine Heresy. For 15 a month, you can name NPCs in our series and get exclusive access to monthly Tips, Tricks, and Traps videos where our DMs will help you run the best games you can run. And for 25 a month, we'll thank you each episode and you get to create a unique NPC that will live in the world of Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, or the Valentine Heresy. To join the Patreon, go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M B D-I-C-E. Thanks for your support, and I'll see you in New Haven.
1: So uh you you all leave. Uh Everett, can you roll me? Uh, Everett and Val, actually, can you both roll me a wits and awareness?
4: Two successes for Val.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Two successes only for Everett.
1: It is close enough to the end of the night that you don't have enough time currently to be able to go to be positive therapy or kind of like, or try to figure out where the house is of Rosemary Bellevue uh, and actually do that. However, if you leave William Walker here, you don't know if he'll reach out to her and possibly send a warning that he's Mm -hmm. talked to the sheriff's department. You realize Mm -hmm. this just before you're about to head out with the rest of the gang and kind of fuck off into the night for lack of a better term. Uh, You could do any number of things. I just don't know what this knowledge uh, changes about your plan of action.
2: Yeah, he's gone from a victim to like a participant in some criminal activity. So,
4: Yeah, Vala would stop and look up at the sky once they got out and then realize, ah, it is this time. I probably notice that (laughs) Everett also stops and then she looks back. Should I go fucking get him?
2: Yeah, we're not gonna have enough time to wrap this up tonight. Yeah, he can come here to the station with his money. All
3: right. I gonna just I'm
4: coming with you. I'm
3: coming I'm coming with you. Evangeline's following.
4: All right.
1: <laughs> so Everett, and Doris, you're you're outside. Uh is there anything you say to each other in this brief minute while they go to arrest William Walker? Um
2: I don't know. Um Officer Barbara, uh, yes, sir. given that he's not just a victim anymore, uh, we might still could use your expertise at, yeah. And she wiggles thing. her
5: fingers yeah. at him? Oh, good.
2: Yeah. May That's end good up a- doing that after all, so uh, do whatever you need to do to get ready for that. I don't know if we're gonna need it right now, but we wanna make right. sure we keep a lid on him in case he tips off uh, Rosemary.
5: I can certainly tell him not to.
2: Yeah, all right. You think you could uh put him to sleep, get him to kind of turn in early or something like that? I'm assuming he stays up all night because he wants to be a vampire, so I'm assuming he'll sleep during the day like the rest of us.
5: We could hit him on the head.
2: <laughs> all right, that was less uh, mystical than I was expecting for. Uh, if uh, you don't have it, that's that's fine.
5: I just don't Just curious. Think, I don't think I can just put someone to sleep. I... Um... I can, like, compel them to go to bed, I guess, is probably, Ryan, the best <laughs> Yeah, thing like, do. you could
1: <laughs> try. Obviously, William Walker's not terribly strong-willed, and odds yeah. are he is tired solely based on the hour. Mm-hmm. So if you were to compel him to go to sleep, it would only take hold for, like, six seconds. But if he's already tired, then he might just stay asleep because he's already there. Like, right. in combat, that wouldn't work, but... Yeah, In passing okay. with an exhausted right. person? Yeah, you're like the world's best sleep medication.
5: Okay. Then, yeah, she'll <laughs> just look at Everett and say, um, well, I can make him think that phones are evil and that beds are good.
2: Can you do half?
1: Just half of that?
5: Phones are evil. Understood. No,
1: no, the other one. The other. All right, fine. <laughs> so... How How is William Walker being marched out? He's not going to have resisted. So this is just how does he reenter the scene with Evangeline and Val?
4: Val would have said, if you don't struggle, I won't have to hurt you. And then Potato sacked him over a shoulder and just carries this man back down the stairs. So just, she's carrying him and we'll put him in the back of the cruiser, in the locked part of the cruiser.
6: Just know that I'm, I surrendered because I'm, I'm strong. So it was a choice. You may look at me Think, hey, he just got a lot of muscles, but muscles just slow you down. Uh,
3: Mr. Walker, this is really as much for your protection as anything.
6: Yeah, okay. Yeah, then you could turn me into a vampire. Yeah, yeah.
3: We're just going to keep you safe tonight or today.
1: Okay. So he's he's you jam him in the cruiser. You're you're good. Perfect. So you back you to home. I'm imagining you all head back to the station. Uh, Doris, you're back up to your room. Ever oh, you get to crash. Are you where? What is your plan for for William Walker? Is he just going in one of the cells? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Great. There is an empty cell, so it's easy to go uh, and and toss him in in that. Uh, Doris, are you using your magic to put him to sleep? Yeah. Great. Can I get uh, the the roll for a compel? He's not resisting. He's not smart or aware enough to do that.
5: Great. Uh, do, do, do. Prisma plus five. Five whole dice. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Four successes.
1: What do you say to him before he immediately passes out?
5: She's just yeah, I think she'll just say, um, you want to go to bed now and sleep.
1: And he's he's out like a light. Like, he he takes one step towards the bed and then actually falls to the floor. <laughs> it was just asleep on the floor. Like, he doesn't even get to the bed. He wanted mm. to. He wanted to so badly. It did not happen. Uh, and on your way out of the jail, uh, you just hear this voice behind you be like, so why did you want me to, like, fall in love if it was all blood control? And you look back and see Will is in a cell right in front of the door.
5: Uh, what?
1: You told me that if I went and found a bird feather and put it under my pillow, that I would find true love. And then I did. And now my mom says that it was just like mind controlling me because she fed me blood or some sort of fucked up shit. And now I'm in this jail cell for three months. This is fucking bullshit.
5: Why'd you make me do that? I didn't make you do anything. You came across some bad luck with some bad people who do bad things to your brain.
1: But you told me that I would fall in love, and then I did, but it was toxic and poisonous. Why didn't you warn me? I trusted you because my mom trusts you.
5: Because you have agency, Will, as a human. But there are bad people out there who will try to take advantage of that. I can't tell you who to fall in love with, as you say. But if you're being manipulated by someone like me perhaps someone who can go digging around in brains i would highly advise you to stay away
1: It's just did a roll to see if he could try to figure something out oh
6: my god you're a fake that whole
1: fucking feather thing was bullshit and you made it up And now I got fucked over because I trusted you. I bet you don't even have powers. I bet you're a fucking fake and you're faking a bunch of shit and they don't even know. I'm gonna tell my mom that you fake shit and you don't even know the future.
5: Go right ahead.
1: You just wait until she turns me into a vampire. Then we're gonna be so even, you and I.
5: That's not going to happen. Oh yeah, go talk to my mom. You
1: know, go ahead or whatever.
5: I do speak to your mother. I do believe she saw me climbing the walls yesterday. But I, please, go ahead and tell her I don't have any powers. I think it'd be quite enjoyable for me.
1: Whatever! <laughs> Clearly you not equipped for this argument.
5: are a very small child, and you should listen to your elders.
1: Yeah, well, you're a very small child, too, and you're an elder, and you're full <laughs> of shit.
5: She looks slightly taken aback by that. Like, wow, I didn't expect that. I think she genuinely just forgets that she what she looks like. Um uh, ooh, okay. Well, this is really not great because my like touchstones that are are all about etiquette and politeness to your elders and and all that kind of stuff. So like, ooh, we don't like that. No. Um, this would not
1: this would not be compelling for you.
5: No, it's not fun. Um Oh, Val would be so mad at me if I did anything. Uh.
1: But that's that's that might be a Claire awareness, not a Doris awareness. Or is I it a Doris know. awareness?
5: No. Um I think she, I think she would just look at him and say, go to sleep.
1: Alright, alright, all right. All right. All right.
5: <laughs> oh, fucking hell. oh my
1: god. Let's get let's get your roll <laughs>
5: That is five six <laughs> <laughs> It's presence, right? Sorry.
1: Is it presence? What's what's the ability with it?
5: Oh, dominate, dominate,
1: dominate. Perfect. Thank you. Intelligence. I'm just figuring out his pool to resist.
5: <laughs> oh, intelligence and resolve.
1: Oh, man, no successes. He's just out like a light.
5: And then she's just going to kind of stick her tongue out at him and keep walking.
1: And then a few seconds later, just as you close the door to the jail cells, you just hear him yell, you suck. <laughs> and, and it closes and you're clear. So you all get to go to your various vampire beds. Uh, and the next night, you reconvene. So, Doris, it's always worth knowing where your occult readings each morning take mm-hmm. you.
5: And that's intelligence and occult, or
1: I think it was wits and occult. Wits and occult. Yeah, am... that
5: makes that sounds uh, more like it. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, la, la, la. That is one. Uh, just two.
1: Just two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you roll, or not roll, uh, you draw a card that is conflicted. On one side, you see a lizard heading towards the water uh, that is clearly bountiful and filled with you know fish. There are bugs flying over it, all looks great. And on the other side, you see a lizard crawling towards the bottom of the card towards a desert where there's no water, they're just skeletons. Mm. Uh, This is a card of ambivalence. It doesn't tell you exactly where things are going. It means things could go either way. Things could arguably go any way.
5: Right. Hmm. I don't like being a lizard. It's confusing. (laughs) Hmm. I should have told the nurse to never be a lizard.
1: It's an important morning lesson. <laughs> don't tell the nurse to be a lizard. Uh, you all arrive at the, uh, like, Val, you're sleeping in the basement, so that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much a given. Everett, you're there. Uh, this is a, a nothing-too-exciting morning for you, Evangeline. I don't know if you change your pattern in any way based on what happened the night before, but I'm imagining nah. not. Then you, you all come together. Uh, you have William Walker in custody, and you know that Rosemary Bellevue is the prime suspect of your case. Uh it's time for you all to figure out what your plan is, what you want to do, and how you want to do it. You're all gathered in the central bullpen, unless Everett you'd set this meeting in a different location.
2: No, such a central bullpen would be fine.
1: All right, everyone. Today
2: we're uh looking into Rosemary Bellevue. I think um and we can collect a little bit of information uh, about her before we question her. That might prove useful before we head out there. Ultimately, I think what's going to end up having to happen is we bring her in for questioning. I don't want to question her on the premises. I want to talk to her here in the station, if that makes any sense. Uh, She's got a lot of cash to be throwing around, so there's more money to follow there. That kind of goes towards our uh, theory that there's more than one person involved here. Maybe uh, people pooling resources together to buy blood. We don't know yet. I want you to come into this with as open a mind as possible let the evidence guide you. What do we know already about this person, this Rosemary Bellevue? Has anyone had any prior run-ins with her? She's a therapist of some kind.
5: An evil therapist?
2: Sorry, say that again.
5: An evil therapist.
2: An evil therapist. Right. Uh, Again, just want to stress open minds uh, about this. Um, She may not be where this stops. You know, she may be another stepping stone on the way to the bigger bad, so to speak, Officer Barbara. And so.
5: uh, Are we thinking some kind of blood trafficking ring? I've heard the humans do those. But with drugs?
2: Yeah, yeah, it could be like that. Uh, with the Nota Nostra wanting to get a foothold in here, it could lead back to them as well. I mean- Too many unknowns I, right now.
3: I, I mean, yeah, it could be that. It could be as simple as she needs extra blood to use some of her like abilities. Like I don't know if she reads the minds of her clients to help them in therapy or something. She could, could just need more blood than the rations provide.
2: Could be a, a benevolent, so to speak, reason for this criminal activity. Um, she does sound mind, like... Sorry. No, please go ahead.
5: She does sound like a consensualist to me.
2: Money for blood? Yeah, yeah.
5: So, hopefully that that leads us down a place of peace.
2: Do we know, by the way, what kind of powers she has, what she could deploy against us if she does not come willingly? Uh, let's say, Val, you've got... I was just
4: going to ask if we know she's potentially Malkavian from what uh, William Walker said.
1: Uh, but, we know that she, her business, Be Positive Therapy, uh, exists in the Malkavian Quarter, and we know that her clients are Malkavian. Okay, so we uh, don't know... What I'm imagining you is. would probably be the person to pull the file while this conversation is happening Very and good. read it. yeah. Uh, can you roll me a Wits and Awareness? Or no, 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 that's not it. Sorry, Intelligence and Investigation.
3: Oh, boy.
4: Um, I'm going to try and rouse because this is not a great skill for me. Oh, and I failed it. Oh, All right. Oh, okay. No failing rouse checks. Come on. <laughs> we only have so much blood. <laughs> okay, you're right. Hold on. I got to put that in there. This might be an anger-inducing roll. We'll see. Oh no, it's a seven. Thank God. We're okay. We're okay. It's all right. It's a seven.
1: Two successes. Two successes. Uh, Rosemary Bellevue is mortal. What? Uh, And runs this therapy business. So, no special skills that you're aware of. Mortal as far as the records of the town go. Um, There is always a chance, which you'd be aware of, Val that somebody could have been turned after being in town if this is part of an illegal activity. Like, mortals can Uh. always become vampires over time. But according to the records, uh, she's mortal. And from what you could tell uh, from kind of the the notes, you could probably, I think you're smart enough to do this, your second success gets you confirming with the hospital, uh, she has been dropping off blood. So she's not been turned into a kindred. Um, Those are the two things you're aware of based on your two successes. She is mortal according to records, and according to every bit of evidence you can find. Great.
3: As, ooh, she's been dropping off blood?
1: Like, she's been donating blood as appropriate, and it's still mortal blood, is what I mean. Like, she's not showing up and then, like, bleeding kindred.
4: Yeah, maybe this uh, Rosemary Bellevue is just a fucking front for the situation, because according to records, she's immortal, even right now.
2: All right, so that kind of takes away most possibilities for personal use. At least, to Officer Clark's point, it doesn't go towards now. She's using it to juice up her powers to provide effective therapy. All right, that's good to know. That doesn't make her any less dangerous. Let's all not forget about that clown killer that we all really fucked up on and (laughs) did a lot of damage. That was just one mortal. All right. So we got the information we can get about her prior to finding her. Let's get out there. We know where she ought to be. These are business hours for Malkavian clients, so she should be at her B-positive
1: therapy office. Yep. And you all turn to head towards the front door as it opens, uh, and a guy in a FedEx uniform wheels in a box that is nearly seven feet tall and four feet wide. (sighs) And he just says, I need somebody to sign for this. (sighs) Yeah, I'll sign. So Everett, you sign. uh, And then the guy just takes his dolly uh, and exits. And the front falls off the box. Of course. And there's a beautiful throne inside, and out steps Alabaster Kane. And he says, Alabaster Kane, Camarilla lawyer, I've been called for a number of purposes, and I'm here to help. I understand there may be a bit of a blood shortage. I figured I could help give some options. Well, that's very kind of you,
2: uh, Mr. Kane. Uh, I do believe there's also a, a question of some contract law that I was hoping I could get your expertise on. Oh, yes, I've been called for both. Barty is so thorough. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, We were about to head out. Uh, Would you be able to coordinate with Officer Bart
1: on this one? Oh, these things aren't pressing for you. I thought you might want to know about solutions. You had questions that needed answering. But if you're wasting my time, then I'll move on to more important clients.
2: Is it important to you that you speak directly with the sheriff on this? I don't work for Barty. I don't work for ghouls. All right. Look, why don't you three head out unless you got questions for Kane here. I'll catch up in a squad car.
5: Utterly no questions, sir. Val is out the door. Vandals, All right.
1: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of the blood, <laughs> there are... Let's just say some options if things start to run dry. Have you ever heard of indulgences, Sheriff? I mean, yeah, but probably not in the fucked up way the Camarilla means it. Well, historically, indulgences were a way to buy your way out of a mortal sin. Just a gift from the church. Feel free. Go commit a murder. Have a nice time. You did a good job. Now, in New Haven, we don't drink mortals shall we say, unto death. Ah, but in times of crisis, the sheriff is empowered to give out indulgences, giving a vampire freedom to leave town outside of New Haven limits and feast as they will at the cost of a mortal life. Now, obviously, we have to have a demonstrably dangerous time. Otherwise, a greedy sheriff would just start giving out murders all willy-nilly, and we're not going to allow that. But this crisis has been confirmed. I've spoken with the hospital, so you could just start letting vampires hunt. Is that your professional advice to me as a Camerilla lawyer? I don't make decisions. I advise on the laws. All I'm saying is, if you have slightly too many vampires and not enough blood in town, let a few vampires go out of town and eat. If you're trying to be moral about it, you could always just limit it to your own officers. Well, then nobody's... These indulgences cut both ways where maybe we
2: eliminate some kindred? Oh, no. No, I didn't think so. Why would we do that? Kindred are eternally valuable. Mortals. Right, right, yeah. What other solutions you got for us
1: there, Mr. Kane? Well, legally, there's that. And then if you wanted to, ugh, eliminate Kindred, the only way you could do that now is to call up your friend Rosa and get him to approve the elimination. He's the no. prince, you're just a sheriff, so you're going to need the big bosses okay. Right, that's in
2: scenarios where a kindred would be eliminated without having broken
1: Camarilla Law.
2: If a kindred breaks Camarilla Law, I'm within my authority to
1: execute them, is that correct? The general rule is, you're within your authority to do execute, as you say, as long as the prince doesn't disagree. That's the limit of your authority. So a foolish sheriff makes a large number of decisions and checks in later. A smart sheriff tends to, shall we say, ride the phones. Well, then I may be due for a conversation with
2: Mr. Rosa. It's been a while since he and I exchanged pleasantries.
1: That's a very reasonable idea. Now about contract law, as you'd wanted to know. So I've reviewed the contract. And it's true. Because he has failed to appear at his performance dates required this week, Harv now has, uh, he, he included Harv as his legal name in this document, so that's oh, what that, stands with the Camarilla. That uh, sounds like Harv. Harv uh, now must either pay a penalty of $10 million plus interest Or serve toaster rosa personally for a hundred years. It's a bit of an old-style contract for a loan, but it's what we do. Now, is there
2: any recourse for someone who's not fully aware of the impact of signing this contract? You know, you talk about uh, recently embraced being child, with an E, I hear. What kind of enforcement is there when someone gets a child to sign a contract
1: well all it means is that their sire would also be on the hook however in this case it's a service contract so i guess if harv could hide long enough and his sire could be identified, then Tosta Rosa could send Red Cell to bring the sire into custody and force that sire to serve Tosta Rosa for a hundred years. I see. So, sometimes
2: when there is a breach of contract, the infringing party's sire may be held responsible. Instead,
1: if the child cannot be reached and the sire cannot produce them, then yes, that's why one does not make a child lightly. Do we know who Harv's sire is? I don't because it's not on record, but you've had a relationship with Harv before, correct? Yeah. Everett, his sire is Ridley.
2: I know this. <laughs> yeah. I just want to know if they know it. They do. Have-
1: <laughs> It's
5: not okay. really,
2: uh,
1: Harp's too new and yeah. uh, Montreal doesn't have records, so they Got don't it. know. Okay. So do you know who his sire is? We could, I guess, pass that along to Rosa if finding a stand-up comedian is beyond you, Sheriff. <laughs> well, why don't we leave that to me then? You make it
2: sound like it's just so easy, so I'd, I'd like to give it a shot. Find this stand-up comedian.
1: All right, so your options are bring in the stand-up comedian and deliver him to Toaster Rosa for a century's service or somehow scare up $10 million plus an amount of interest that Toaster Rosa requires based on the late delivery of Harv. Or figure out who sired him, is that right?
2: Those are the Correct. big three. Right. Okay. Well, thank you, Mr. Kane, you bring... No good news, but your expertise is still much appreciated. That truly is the
1: gift of a lawyer. Now, ship me back. uh, And he goes to sit on his throne (laughs) and pulls the box shut with a rope because that's what he does.
3: Everett detaches, I imagine, like the return slip, fills it
1: out. (laughs) No, just,
2: (laughs) Bart. We got some outgoing mail.
1: Yep. Junk mail, if you ask me. Can you roll me
5: <laughs> a composure
1: and a stealth?
2: Stealth. Da, 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 da.
5: Junk mail. <sighs> One,
2: two, two
1: successes. He rolled five successes on five dice. So you just hear from within the box, my fee has just doubled. I look forward to your department paying it. Junk mail. (laughs) Fart.
0: This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at DelTastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at Hamstring on Twitter, and Storyteller Ryan LaPlante at TheRyanLaPlante on Twitter. at Dum Dum Dice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dice We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dum dice. And most importantly you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dice That's D U M B D U M B D I C E. Sleep well, my kindred Sleep well in this world of dark.
1: omg it's big nick d and d and things norma byers schrodinger's pepper guy edwards flea unit madre de Gatos. lady maiden melissa rain nithrian garbo ape Locke, sam schaefer and, Jill and Noel laplante if you want your name to be added to this list you can join our patreon too at patreon.com slash dice thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you